0: Welcome back to Feed the Sheep Podcast. I'm Ross Steele, your host, and today we are going to be discussing the death in Adam and life in Christ motto, a uh, comparison of Adam, the first man, and Christ, and uh, talk about both their situations and how they were both dealt with and um, how each man reacted here on earth. Uh, it is very interesting to note how uh, Adam is the only man who truly had peace on earth um, and how who who had experienced uh, such peace and grace and love and had no in a world where there was no sin and seeing how he still uh, kind of broke it all for us uh, in a way you can say um, so we're gonna dive into that but as you know, first things first, we're going to dive into a little bit of prayer. Father God, I thank you uh, for bringing every listener who is here today. Uh, I thank you for uh, just just placing them in every position that they are in right now in their life, no matter what struggles they're dealing with or uh, whatever great things they rejoice in father may they continue to rejoice in you uh and in their weakness may they find your strength because that's when your love and your strength is made perfect uh so as we dive in today father i just pray that you anoint my words and whatever is said it is said in line with you and your word um and that those who are listening may be able to take away from this and uh truly uh use it to to grow themselves in a relationship with you And a better understanding of who you are in your name i pray amen all right so uh we're going to dive right into it we are going to be in romans 5 today Uh, it's going to stick in romans 5 and it's discussing death in adam and life in christ it's the the curse of adam as you could say and we're going to compare adam and jesus um to, to start off, I just wanted to start in Romans 5, verse 8, and it says, and I'm also going to be reading from a New King James version, version, uh, so NKJV, but God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's something, something to note here, which obviously is a huge thing uh, in Christian culture uh, and in the church is that you know while we while we were still sinners christ died for us christ knew uh that there was sin in the world and that we would continue to sin and we were imperfect um but through that he still made the the conscious decision to to change uh what he was doing and ultimately uh, put himself uh, well sent his son to, to die on the cross for us and he accepted it because uh he is you know, perfect love is, is, is through our weakness. So, uh, that's, that's five verse eight Romans five verse eight. Um, but I wanted to just, just share a couple of thoughts on, um, how comparison of Adam and Jesus and how their situations and, and how they dealt with, uh, life and how, where they came up from in each situation. So Adam, who was in a garden of wealth and goodness and knowledge was given one simple task. And that task was to not eat from the no- the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, you had the tree of life. He could have eaten from the tree of life. But no, that's not what happened. Eve was, uh, Eve was confused uh, by the serpent, by Satan. And through that, uh, Eve also then convinced Adam um to 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 eat of the fruit as well and because of that uh in that instant they hid they hid from god um they they sewed fig leaves together and and put put it over their um uh their genitals and everything else because they felt shame they they felt sin they felt uh everything that was imperfect and that is not what the garden was and that's not what the garden was supposed to be um, and you see how great Adam and Eve truly had it but they just threw it away because they they were they were just they were tricked they were deceived and and to is is the enemy's greatest the greatest task but on the flip side of things you also have Jesus uh, on the contrast and where he was in the desert for 40 days, uh, directly after his baptism, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because right there, uh, it was uh, John the Baptist. He, he baptizes um, Jesus right there. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit ascended down and, uh, upon Jesus and filled him with the Holy Spirit. And right after that, uh, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus did the exact opposite of what Adam did in the Garden of Goodness. And Adam, in his brokenness, uh, he felt uh, the the shame, and he was it, it was on the flip side of that. Jesus, which basically he was in a barren wasteland, uh, and and he chooses, and, and the enemy still comes to, to deceive uh, Jesus as well, to, to tempt him. Even Jesus was was tempted, and that's another thing I, I want to dive into eventually about uh, temptation, and then. Uh, the the act so you're gonna have tempt- temptation temptation's gonna come but that is what the scripture is for that is what scripture is used for it is your sword it is your weapon uh, so to read it to study it to learn it to memorize it and use it against those attacks uh, when temptation comes and I will be the first to admit that I am not perfect by any means and I even fall to temptation every now and again and uh, and I deal with that uh, but just as i said in the in the last message was just i'm saved through through uh grace by faith alone and and the lord uh, and i don't i don't use that as uh i truly don't use that as you know a grace bargaining chip as i can do whatever i want because i'm saved uh because that's just simply not true um that's not how you should go about it at all by any means um but back back to this uh story here is jesus is in the desert uh for 40 days he's fasting 40 days 40 nights and the enemy comes to to deceive him uh and to tempt him and jesus does the exact opposite of what adam did both in flesh um one who was in the greatest place on earth that there ever was uh and then another in a barren wasteland and how how opposite the the reactions were is just mind-boggling to me because you see, Adam had it all. He didn't need any more. So, so why would he even want to, uh, you know, make that decision to to, to break that first law, uh, that first task that God had given him? And then on the other side is, is Jesus had was, I mean, literally nothing besides his faith. And he walked in that faith so strong. And. Uh, he he just kept saying, you know, devil, you you can't you can't tempt me, you can't defeat me. He he was being tempted, so he can tempt. Uh, uh, temptation is real, um, but he he flipped it around and was like, yeah, that's that's not what's going on. Uh, I won't do that. And uh, those are just those are just kind of my thoughts on, on seeing the, the the comparison between Adam and Jesus and how each of them reacted so differently and were almost on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to their situations and their surroundings and, and, and on earth at the time. Um, but I'm going to read Romans 5 verse 12 and we're going to read from verse 12 all the way through the end um, and then we'll go back and kind of uh, divvy it up and um, I'll just talk about some notes and thoughts that I had throughout, and uh, I would like for you guys to at any time, uh, I'd like to encourage you to take a moment, pause, um, if you if you can, or if you're just driving right now, don't worry about pulling out your Bible, but if you're in a spot where you can pull out your Bible, uh, you can follow along with me, um, and uh, then pause at any moment to try to uh, just sit, sit and, and ponder and meditate on Uh, what the lord is wanting to show you in this time so right here is romans 5 verse 12 therefore just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sin for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed where there is no law Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not is not like the offense, for if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as Through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. That is the death on the cross. Uh, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, That is 12 through 18, uh, Romans 5, and we're going to try to break this up a little bit, discuss it, think about it. Uh, This would be the moment to kind of sit and pause and uh, just meditate on what the Lord is trying to say to you and through you and uh, jot down your notes if you can um, or just take it and share it on later down the road so the first thing we see here uh, is right here at verse 15 where but the free gift is not like the offense for if by the one man's offense many died much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many it's with The free gift that it's referring to here in Romans is 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 grace. It's the the death on the cross um, that was done for us for our sins, past, present, future. Does not matter what the sin is. No sin is greater than the other. And I will hold to that. There is one uh, unforgivable sin, uh, which is mentioned in Scripture, and that's uh, blasphemy of the spirit. And uh, we could actually discuss that in another episode. Um, but Uh, Basically no sin is greater than the other And all sin is equal in the eyes of the Lord So This offense that they're talking about Is uh, Adam's decision to Disregard the task that was given to him And totally go against The the word of God uh, At the time Of not eating from the one specific tree I mean it's not that hard It's just fruit And apparently there was much more Greater fruit on a different tree So I don't know I mean, I, I knew, I know why they did it. It was deceit, um, but it, it doesn't make sense to me. I like to say, you know, if, if I was there, uh, it wouldn't have happened, but who knows? Uh, and then that's just, that's just what it is. I <laughs> probably, I probably failed just as easily because we are human and Jesus was uh, the physical flesh of God. And he was, in, he was pure and perfect in every way Um, adam was indeed not that way so i see exactly how easy it was now jumping on down to verse 16 uh skipping the first sentence we're going to for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification so the judgment that we feel the shame the guilt the pain the uh, the sickness, the the tiredness, the the sadness, all of that, everything that we're feeling, uh, is is the result of condemnation. But just as easily as it, it is to feel that way, it's it's just as easy to remind ourselves that the, Jesus did not come here to condemn. The, the condemnation that we feel, the condemnation that is being felt here through the sin of Adam, through the greatest sin, uh, through, the, through the big sin of Adam, um, is, is from the enemy. Condemnation is not of Christ. It is not from Christ, and it never will be. Um, but because of what Adam did in his decision, uh, that is that condemnation. But the free gift which came, the free gift is Jesus. And many events has resulted in justification. So we are justified through the death on the cross, which is something something huge to note here. No matter what the sin is, no matter what the sin was for Adam, uh, he was justified, and we are justified through him because of the sending of Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, past, present, and future. Uh, then going down to verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That's really, really something interesting that I, I really want you to ponder on. It's like, it's like, uh, we're paying the consequence for something Adam did. It's kind of like, um, and this is really a smaller scale, but if, if there was a bank robbery and uh, you... Are this the son? You're the grandson of this of this huge uh, bank heist. uh, The guy who led up this bank heist, and um, they they kind of catch him and they arrest him and you know the team that he's working with. But on the same side of things, they also arrest uh, they also arrest you know his son and then and his son and then you uh, and then also all your siblings, your mothers, and everything else. And that's just an earthly way of putting it. It's like oh, my great grandfather uh was a bank robber and they caught him. So I have to spend the rest of my time serving the same sentence. Um and that's small scale. That's that's nothing uh but that that's 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 how I look at it. It's like uh that's just the the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about it. I was like you know that's really small scale when you look at it this way but it's the one man's disobedience and many were made sinners we're getting punished for something that we didn't even do and with adam's choice it allowed sin into our world which because of the sin becoming into this world then we become sinners um and if you know that never would happen we would have never been sinners well, who who knows? Maybe somebody would have ruined it along the way, but uh, that's that's just basically how it is. And then on the flip side, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Obedience. The word obedience is kind of scary for me. I'm an enneagram eight, and when I hear obedience, I think um, I think like just to submit to. Uh, whoever it is that's calling me to be obedient. So, you know, whether it be my parents and growing up, uh, believe it or not, I was not obedient and I was always going against their wishes. Um, I was a sixth child in my family, the youngest, and I wanted to be nothing like anybody else. I wanted to create a name for myself. And by doing, by wanting that, I became very disobedient. Um, and i was just like i don't want to listen to you i want to you know i want to i want control of my own life um so as an enneagram eight which i'm sure if you're an eight you can probably relate but um being controlled is just not something that i'm good with but here god shows also by one man's obedience here man is jesus by one man's obedience many will be made righteous So because Jesus was obedient to what God had laid out for him and his plan for his life, which is his plan for all of our lives at that sense, um, we're all made righteous. We're we're all made righteous through through this decision, through his obedience. So then I'm like, okay, so he sacrificed himself exactly for uh, everybody else that is to come in the world uh, past, present, future. He has made everything righteous, everyone righteous because of his obedience. And I'm like, I can't even be obedient to my parents when I was younger. What kind of crack was I on? Uh, that just makes absolutely no sense. How selfish of me. Um, and, and it truly is a battle an everyday battle of trying to submit and be obedient to, uh, to, to the lord and that, and that's a battle that i struggle with and trying to give up control um but i do it every day and i have to continually you know say say when and when i'm spending time with the lord it's lord i submit uh my life to you all over again my arms are wide open uh i, I choose to uh, live for you and i pray that you continue to uh, just hold me and embody me uh up in your arms in your gentle yet strong arms lord uh and just accept me for as i am and love me for as i am which i already know you do lord um and i just take that and and i have to say that prayer kind of basically every day it changes every day it's not perfect but that's kind of the idea of going into it and it's just submitting to him every day uh and then here wrapping it up we have but where sin abounded grace abounded much more And that is so powerful to me. I just want to read that again and we're just, just take a pause and just truly think about it. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Take a pause right here and we'll get right back to it. All right. So, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness. To eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that as sin reigned in death. Sin was reigned in death. Even so grace might reign through righteousness. It's funny because. We all were spiritually made dead. Because of Adam's decision. And then Jesus' physical death. Was able to break that law. And not break the law per se. That's not That's not at all what I'm trying to say. But uh, to fulfill the law. Jesus' death came to fulfill the law. That is in the Old Testament. That, that is brought up before the New Testament. Before Jesus came. He came to fulfill the law. And because the law is fulfilled. We are no longer bound by the law. Uh, but the, the law is the book. The book that I'm referring to is the Bible. And... Uh... I just wanted to really dive in a little bit and in comparison with Adam and Jesus and how their situations uh, were so similar um, but they were in different uh, places in our life Adam had it all and he wanted more and Jesus had nothing and he was being tempted just as Adam was just as Eve was and he fought and he battled and that that is and he won i mean that's and that's simple as it is and, and that's powerful in itself so take this uh take a little bit i know it's a lot to digest um so i don't want to throw too much at you uh, but as always guys i want you to think about uh what was discussed today take some notes send me a, a text send me an email whatever it is um i'd love to hear your thoughts and see what you guys want to hear more of and then uh we'll get right back to it And the next episode, can't tell you what it is, but something good's coming. uh, And uh, we'll just close in prayer right here. Father God, I just praise you and I glorify you, Lord, that in all that I do, uh, may my actions be aligned with your word and exactly who you call me to be. And Lord... I also just pray for every individual who is still listening or who has listened to this podcast, uh, this message tonight or this morning or or in the middle of the night or during midday, Father, um, that whatever they have ahead of them this day, may they uh, rest in your word, rest in your truth, rest in your grace, because your grace is sufficient for us and as you have sent your son to die on the cross for our sins, to make us righteous, to make us whole, for justification. May we be reminded of that today. And may we continue to advance your gospel as you have called us to do. In your name I pray. Amen.